0: Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Super excited about my guest today. My guest today is Mark Keen from Transformation Coaching, and he's calling in to us from Kentucky. Not only is Mark a business owner and expert on masterminds, he's also been a pastor for more than 20 years and has served the same thriving church for almost 20 years. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark.
1: My pleasure to be here. Um, You're amazing and grateful for our friendship and business work together. So this is just fun just to get together and serve people, add value to people. I love
0: it. Absolutely. So Mark and I know each other well. We've become good friends. We also work together, um, do business together. We do a lot. We do life together. Um, And when I thought about the people that I wanted to connect with on Pivot Me Live, Mark was definitely top on my list. So um, we're grateful to have you here today.
1: Glad to be here.
0: All right, well, let's, let's get into this. So tell us, Mark, about your business, who you are, um, what you do, and who you do it for.
1: What do I, like, I feel like it's like, a, what do you really do? Like, <laughs> I help people unleash their potential and tap into their power and step into their destiny. Uh, like, part of who I am, I bring energy and encouragement. So, like, that's what I really do. Uh, the practical side of that is I facilitate, I create and facilitate masterminds. entrepreneurs, business owners, growth minded people who are whether leading their own organization or others. And so we create mastermind environments. We got people in 24 states and five different countries and we do it through zoom video. And so those are weekly calls, small groups of people and they're weekly. So the consistency, the depth of relationship, uh, I've had some of the best calls of my life in the last couple of weeks because we've got this safe place to really connect. So we do mastermind calls. Um, and then we also I also do elite coaching, which is one-on-one to really push into business owners and serve them. And so, uh, that's another piece. And then as you said, I've been a pastor for 20 years. So I'm a, i am I love the local church, champion of the local church. And so I love serving people in that capacity. So my experience of COVID-19 has been leading the business, but then also on an executive team, leading a church and, retooling an organization that uh uh hasn't well I take it take that back. Like our church is ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. Um so that's been pretty cool. So that's what I do.
0: Absolutely. So I would imagine both with your business and um also with the church, um there's probably a lot of demands on you right now. There's a whole lot of people that need need Mark Keen right now.
1: Uh and my wife and my three kids who are homeschooling in quarantine. Yes, yes. There might be a few demands on me right now and uh, I mean, I do other things, too. I'm writing a book with a, a mentor of mine and co-authoring that. And uh, we've got some new things we're doing in the church as well. So there are a lot of demands. And so it is. It's been a, a challenge. And uh, gosh, we're, we're supposed to be real here, right? So in the last 24 hours last night, I was like, I'm just tired.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so some of those habits and tools that, that we'll get around to later, uh, it's been really key to be able to continue to serve and you to other people.
0: Absolutely. And we definitely want to talk about those habits here shortly. And before we get into the business, um, speaking about all the demands that are on you, I'm just going to make a blanket statement. How are you guys coping right now?
1: You know, I think pretty well. uh, Pretty well. Um, The business side, um, I haven't had as drastic of change as a lot of people. Uh Um, The personal side has probably been the biggest challenge. Uh, My wife has always said, we'll never homeschool our kids cause we want our kids to survive. So we've got an eight year old, 11 year old and 13 year old, two out of three are like homeschooling champs, like low maintenance. Um, but it has like that whole piece of helping her navigate that and being engaged in that process and being more available. And then just, you know, on the church side, um, you know, there are, there's a lot of people that need prayer and support and those kind of things. And so, um, the increased communication has been a big thing. But I think, you know, coping side of it, I feel like I'm doing well. Uh, Part of that is I haven't been hit as hard by some of the loss that a lot of people have experienced. And so, but I'm also helping and serving a lot of people that have, you know, clients that had to lay off 25% of their staff and another client who had a grand opening for um, a pub on St. Patrick's Day. And literally, instead of doing a grand opening, he had to lay off everybody he would just hired in the last three weeks. So um, the emotional toll for me has been more working with others and uh, serving them. And so about taking that balance and making sure I'm serving my family well and being present for them and bringing my best energy there. I'd say that's probably been the biggest challenge for me as I'm coping.
0: Sure, sure, and we were going to jump into the business side, but you just said something I want to touch on is what does that look like serving them? so obviously you've got twenty plus years of of serving people and supporting people through times of of transition and change and and hardship. Um, what does it look like for you serving and and that's so people who are listening they also can be really aware of how they're showing up for people and serving people too
1: wow that's a that's a very loaded question um, you know I think for me, like one of the big pieces is just being more available Mm. and which is attention like that's a challenge because the demand is higher as you were saying but i also want to be more available so for my clients i've just genuinely said guys i'm here to support you um if you need me don't hesitate to reach out um so being more available and then Mm -hmm. also just adding as much value as i can um and giving giving more just giving giving um, and so I think that's been the biggest piece of like and then communication like that's yeah. a massively huge piece of you know just talking to my team that's virtual and um talking with clients and talking with people in the church and just we've just had to ramp up communication and and I think the other thing too is to be really clear in our communication, mm-hmm. like not waffle and like you said you know i i I've, I've led through crisis for twenty years and a whole lot of different things, and so like. I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had because leading through crisis isn't anything new, but for a lot of people, it is. Like a lot of people are newer in leadership. And so just being able to give them a measure of certainty, a measure of clarity, um, to give them confidence to be able to lead into some things, um, that's been a real big deal during this time. So, sure, a few things.
0: And I think that's a really important point is though though COVID-19 may be unprecedented, times of hardship are not. Mm -hmm. Um, And how people navigate those <clears throat> Excuse me. How people navigate those, whether that is uncertainty, fear, um, depression, anxiety—those I would imagine those are all showing up the same. So the, the stimulus might be slightly different, but our response to it is is probably very similar.
1: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think our opportunity to step in and fill that gap of leadership is doesn't matter what business you're in. Like people are looking for leadership right now, sure. and for, I would guess for most people in your audience. Um, they're responding to this at a higher level than a lot of people around, you know, Mm -hmm. that are in fear or blaming or playing the victim. And so I think those of us that have put in a lot of work, um, we have a high responsibility, literally a moral obligation to step up and lead others and to be make ourselves available during this time.
0: We sure do. So when we were had the uh, the interview yesterday with with Frank Clark of uh, Lewis and Clark Inc, we were talking about a call that I had yesterday morning. That you know I do a one word open in that call, and um, it was, I it. this is great, right? It was uh, I said, okay, what's everyone's one word open? And in times like this, you could imagine, <clears throat> excuse me, you could imagine what people's one word open was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be easy for it to be fear based or concern or anxiety, and what I heard was a lot of blessed gratitude, pumped all of these amazing things. And that, is, uh, that really speaks to the work that they've been doing to manage their mindset because yeah. many of them, their lives have been touched by this. Their business has been touched by this. And yet here they are showing up saying words like, I feel grateful in this time, which was just, which was just amazing. Um, powerful. Mark, let's talk about your your team. So your staff, are they virtual field? What, what does your staff makeup look like? Are, and and did th- was there a change? Meaning, did you have office staff that are now all working remotely? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So I had some virtual team members and then some that were remote. Um, some of my coaches and team members, enrollment coaches and coaches. Um, so, but my key office staff was all in location. And then So that on the business side, and then I kind of have overlap with the business side and the church side a little bit. And so uh, everybody obviously was in person for that. So now everybody's remote. Like I'm in my office now. Um, It's kind of, if you need to come in, come in, maintain social distance and all those kind of things. Um, So, but largely it's remote. So, you know, I just called my assistant on the way in just to touch base and, you know, she's got things that she's working on, but we're just ramping up that communication to make sure we're staying in the loop.
0: Sure. And I want to talk about the, the practicality of switching people to remote, but first I want to uh, touch on, you, you mentioned communication a couple of times, and this has come up on a few of our calls. This is the time to communicate. This is not the time to drop people into an information vacuum. This is the time right. that we communicate, communicate, as John Maxwell would say, communicate right. judiciously. But this is the time to communicate. And, and some people have said, I'm not really sure what to communicate. And sometimes it's just, Hey, we're still here guys. We're positioning for a a push ahead. I know things have slowed down. I know maybe our priorities have shifted, but we're still here. And that, uh, and, and whether that's, you know, on our on our first, uh, one of our first Pivot Me Lives, we were interviewing um, Baba G Day, who has factories. He's in Naples, Italy right now. And he has factories in Italy. And he said, people are just uploading videos. They use Slack as their communication channel. And people are uploading videos just saying, hey, we're still here. We're ready to work, guys. As a reminder, factories will open again. Stick with us. And so the communication could look like that too. I have a personal trainer, a fitness trainer that is just sending me emails or sending me texts every day. April, did you work out today? What's he doing? He's trying to keep his business alive. He's trying to keep his clientele yeah. still engaged. So, communication yeah. is key in times like this and and uh we want to be really clear like you were saying, but um please remember, whether that's to your partners, to your clients, um to your staff, continuous communication is key right now.
1: Yeah. No, I 100% agree because and I think we talked about it on a mastermind last week, but like silence is not golden right now. Silence mm-hmm. will destroy you. Silence will lose clients and employees because in the void of silence right now, like we know what's going to fill that like negativity and fear mongering and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So like we have to speak into the empty spaces. Otherwise negative things are going to fill it. And so if we can bring truth and even if it's like you said, even if it's, I don't have the answers. I don't know everything, but I'm here and I'm not going away. So stick with me. I got you. Everything's going to be all right. I think that's just huge. Yeah.
0: And even just the simplicity of the statement you just made, Mark, um, whether that's to our team or whether that's to our community or our friends, just Mm -hmm. saying, I'm here. We're going to get through this. I got you. People, Need to hear that now more than ever. Just yeah. just saying that. There's comfort in hearing that. Um, do we all know what tomorrow looks like? Not exactly, but none of us ever did. And that's that's no different now uh, than it was six months that's ago. That's golden.
1: You need to say that again. None of us ever did, anyways. Who are we fooling?
0: That's true. That's true. Um, luckily, and then I want to get real quick into the mechanics of what it looks like taking office people and putting them remote. Um, but we were lucky enough to see some of the comments and people that have joined. So I just want to give a shout out to Joe and Tammy and Bethany. Um, we've got Nicole on Rachel, Debbie, Lisa. Thank you guys. I think I saw Christopher here shortly, uh, or a little bit ago. So thank you guys for dialing in. Um, please, please, please share your comments or questions. And we would love if you guys would share this. So hit that share button. Um, this is how, this is one of the many ways that we're impacting business leaders and communities and just, just people. People need to hear that business is continuing. We need to keep driving the economic engine. That's very, very important. This is not the time um, to close up shop. This is not the time to hide or run in fear. Um, There is a leadership gap and we need to step into that. We need to fill it. Just exactly what Mark said. If we don't fill it, um, then it's very easy for blame and negativity to fill it. So it's our job to be proactive in how we fill that. So yep. thanks for joining us and thanks for sharing. Mark, please share with us what that looks like to have um, office staff that maybe um, we've heard some of them didn't have laptops. I don't know about in your particular business, but yep. um, we've heard from many business leaders that, hey, w- they had PCs at the office. How do they take laptops at home? So talk to us about the mechanics of taking um, an office staff, making them virtual. And if there's any tools, whether that's software, whether that's Slack, um, tell us yep. how you're managing that.
1: Uh, our, our best friends. Now, thankfully, over the last year and a half, we we started transferred everything over to Slack. So Slack is one of our best friends. And of course, everyone's best friend is Zoom. And so we've used that. I, I mean, my business is built on Zoom. So we do weekly Zoom calls. So nothing new to our team, but... Uh, now we're just using it for everything, like every meeting is Zoom. And, you know, one of the things I realized is that I can right now have a tendency because I'm not face to face to send a quick text and realize the awareness of there's some things. Uh, somebody shared this. I can't remember who it was from, but um, to the difference between 2D and 3D communication um, that, you know, sometimes it's a yes or no or. I can do this. I'm doing this. I'm on top of it. Check that checked off the list. That's 2d communication. That's fine with the text. And I had a moment, uh, in the last couple of days that it was more 3d and my Mm -hmm. gut reaction was, I'm just going to send a quick text. Somebody else smarter than me on the team, uh, said, why don't you make that a quick phone call? And I made it a quick phone call afterwards. I was like, ah, I got to be aware of that, that if it's 3d communication, like you're solving a problem or it could be misinterpreted or you're, Gently correcting or nudging whatever like that's 3d communication. So that's one of the things Mm. so slack and zoom have been our best friends um, Keeping it out of email. So slack just keeps it all in one place. We're able to search it go back to it Um, Those have been the massive tools that we've been using and just being consistent in that And so all our meetings, you know have been more on zoom video um, Because that's better because everybody's starved for connection right now so not Mm. only is it effective for the work, it's also effective for keeping the human connection and doing the best we can with that. So those would be the biggest tools we're using and everybody's on laptops already and that kind of thing. So that's not difficult for us. Um, so that part of it was sure pretty seamless. Um, the workflow, thankfully we had some projects that people are working on that didn't require, um, a ton of communication. It's just like, Hey, we're working on this and making progress on it. So.
0: Absolutely. So are you guys still holding uh, meetings at regular times? Have you pared down the meeting schedule? What does that look like?
1: Um, uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> the, the real-time answer to that. We're still holding meetings. Sure. Pared down the schedule. I don't know if we pared down, not so much. Okay. We've adjusted meetings because literally we'd have, we have a meeting on Wednesday and Thursday. That's a normal weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday and Thursday is too late those meetings out because everything's happening so fast and mm-hmm. we're pivoting and making adjustments so we've moved meetings more so to the front of the week because we need to be on top of things and responding as adjustments are being made and so we haven't pared it down as much as adjusted the timing just because sure. we haven't moved fast right now
0: sure sure and one thing uh you know that th- this is something that we were kind of um toying with is, um, how do we support people that have families at home right now? Because, uh, there's, um, um, a group that I'm a part of and, and they're in the the tech industry and what they're finding, and this is larger businesses. This is, uh, you know, Say two hundred and fifty million and above in, in revenue, um, and they were finding that they weren't being met with a lot of um, we'll say a little bit of, a little bit of flexibility um, mm-hmm. that everything was exactly the same and the expectations were exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. someone's trying to navigate that with three kids in the back, and so it's important to keep our businesses going and to keep uh, maintain consistency. But I really want to emphasize, especially for the larger businesses listening, that we've got to have some flexibility because this is a whole new world. So people are 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 trying to meet the same demands with kids running around in the back. And that is a whole other level of uh, challenge and distraction. And so um, just wanted to touch on that. We haven't discussed that in some of the other calls.
1: Can I back that up a little bit? Yep. So like the flexibility, twofold, one, the flexibility of, um, you know, I'm used to my team being available right and so just uh the baby was you know what my assistant has a one and a half year old so like things like that like you do you just have to be flexible i, I called up earlier today and her secretary i.e husband answered the phone and said can i take a med you know so like just the going with the flow a little bit and being flexible on those things 100 percent. now the other piece is like if you have a larger team my team's not as large but i have one client who he's increased his communication and whereas his team would get in the office at nine and be done by 3.30 or four, the expectation is now, hey, you're available from like 8.30 to five. Mm -hmm. He increased the time they need to be available because of the reality of kids are going to happen. Laundry is going to happen. Your spouse is going to like, things are going to happen. You're not going to be working that whole time. Mm -hmm. And they do two meetings every day at 9am and a 3 p.m. That's a required Zoom meetup. They're quick, they're 20 minutes, but it's a touch base. And so some of you might need to kind of take that thought of like, okay, yeah. not diminish FaceTime, but increase FaceTime and make people available so that you allow for the flexibility.
0: Sure. You know, it's it, again, a practical challenge um, that someone had shared on, on one of our lives was that people uh, people don't like to show up on video. So if you guys are battling that, he said, he goes, we go There's in the some
1: office- funny memes about that.
0: Is there? Is there? Oh, yeah. Okay, we need to see those. So he said, we show up every day and we see your face, but they do not want to show up on video. So again, maybe getting some, uh, that may seem silly to some, but that may be a very real concern for others. So maybe getting creative about that. There's things that you can do that have kind of like with, I think Snapchat does that in Facebook Messenger, where you can have kind of like a funny thing over your face. If yeah. that's a hurdle, again, being creative with your staff, yeah. um, you may go, I see you every day. Why does it matter that I'm seeing you on video? But um, mm. I think uh, we really be, need to be aware of meeting people where they are. Um, and that has been a very real hurdle for a lot of people is they don't want to show no. up on video. So think about think about yeah. that or people that are private. So um, I work with some people. Um, some staff that are incredibly private people and the idea of now doing a zoom call where I'm going to see their house and maybe see, you know, their partner or their family. Um, they're very uncomfortable with that. So we've got to be creative. I've, I've seen a few calls that happen in laundry rooms. Um, and that's okay. Cause some people yeah. are doing that in their living room with kids running around and spouse and, you know, spaghetti on the stove and other people yeah. aren't. So really meeting right. people where they are right now, I think is, is, a uh, crucial in navigating this well 100 so what are some of the hurdles that you guys are facing and uh and if you've made it over those hurdles please share how you did
1: yeah so for me like I think the biggest thing is like just the fear that everybody's dealing with the uncertainty and so I would say the biggest hurdle is just what we talked about earlier filling that gap of communication bringing certainty about what I can bring certainty about mm-hmm. um, letting my team know hey your job is not in jeopardy Um, and you know, things like that. And so bringing certainty about what I can, being honest about what I don't know. Um, but ramping up that communication has been a big deal. You know, the, the real hurdle for me, you know, I work with clients all over the country, business owners and entrepreneurs and all. So some of them, the real reality of diminished income, you know, Mm -hmm. some of them have had to close their doors for the next two, three, five weeks. Um, and so the reality of that, you know, how, How do I respond to that? Can they afford coaching and masterminding and things like that? So my response has basically been, I'm going to add more value, not less. I'm going to make myself more available, not less available. I'm going to be proactive to give them tools that can help them lead through this. that can help them pivot. that can help them walk through, okay, what are the things I need to do now, like this week? And um, so that's been my biggest piece of just adding more value. You know, another adjustment for me has just been kind of getting more out there on social media and things like that. I've not doing enough of that as much as I should. Uh this conversation's April and I've had mm-hmm. a lot for both of us. And so just adding more value and serving more people and just being available, I think, has been, you know, the, the hurdle is hey, making sure my clients can continue to get what they need for masterminding and coaching. Mm-hmm. And so it's been fun. I mean, like I've looked at a couple one-on-one clients and said, Hey guys, I'm good. Like if you need to step back, I'm good. And they're like, no, Mark, I don't see this as an option. Like this mm-hmm. is a necessity. This is what's going to help me get through and navigate this. And I mean, I agree this. My coach has been invaluable to me over the last two, three weeks because he keeps me in the right flow. So mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. You know, one thing I want to touch on um, there, Mark. So we talked about meeting people where they are. So meeting our staff where they are and, and really meeting them with a lot of, um, what I hear from you and, and I feel the same and that's been echoed on several of these calls is meeting your staff with a lot of a lot of uh, empathy right now, understanding what they're going through and meeting them where they are um, yeah. and giving them a lot of space and, and grace to navigate this. Um, but I'll add a caveat to that. That doesn't apply to us. That applies to our staff. But I think that for business, loan, uh, business leaders, um, we don't want to give ourselves too much space to navigate this mm-hmm. because we can't afford that much space i think that in when we stepped into and, and and feel feel free to um jump in or challenge me on this mark but i think that when we stepped into leadership roles we uh we kind of signed off on in challenging times we're not going to run an run and hide. We we're not going to step down. We're going to step up. And so I was on a call yesterday with one of my clients. Um, Mark knows Victor on, and he said, I'm running at 140%, baby. If you know Victor, this is a, I'm running at 140%, baby. Signed four new clients yesterday um, because he knows this is the time for him to lean in. This is not yeah. the time for him to back up. Um, and, 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 again we 've got people depending on them we 've got staff we 've got staff depending on us um, they 're depending on us to put food on their table and so um, and there are some industries that have been hard hit and unfortunately business leaders have had to make uh, major cuts um, but if you 're in a position if you 're in an industry if you can pivot your business in a way that that um, doesn't have to apply to your business or at least minimize those, those kinds of impacts. This is the time to step up. This is the time to run, um, in Victor's words, 140% because, um, there are still opportunities that exist. We were talking yesterday, we can't keep looking at the doors that have closed. I can't do this. I can't do that. Stop focusing on what we can't do and start focusing on what we can do. Stop focusing on, hey, this line of business has dried up. Um, I've got a factory in Italy and they're no longer shipping. Okay, well, where's the next factory? What else can we do? How can we adjust our business? Because we need to keep moving our businesses ahead. We can't do the wait and see thing. We have to be leaders in this.
1: I I agree a hundred percent with a caveat. Okay. Like we can't stick our head in the ground. We can't be the ostrich. We can't run and hide. Crawling up in the fetal position in our bed is not going to help. Like eating a lot of Ben and Jerry is not going to help. Like we can't we can't do that stuff. We do still have to be aware of we're human. Mm, and so true. like and I know you know like I'm just saying this for somebody else that's yeah. like yeah I'm going one hundred forty percent like I'm going to burn like I'm going to work twenty hour days and like hey, you know, there is a season, there is a window of opportunity here and for some of you pivoting and you're solving a problem, you have what people need right now. Yes, like seize the day, but like you are human. So we still have to like take care of ourselves and lock into some things that we know are going to keep us fueled because sure. if, we, if we deplete ourselves to zero then we're not going to be able to serve anything.
0: Absolutely. And and because we don't know exactly what tomorrow holds or next week holds, um, we definitely need to have some in the tank to weather that storm, whatever that looks like. So good point, Mark. Thanks for putting that out.
1: But it's just, I mean, it's the reality. And you and I had this call earlier this week for each other because we're a safe place for each other. Like Mm -hmm. the good day, it's a bad day. How are you weathering this? Like, We can't have that conversation with everybody. Right. And so we've got to know who to have the right conversations with. Right now, and I guess maybe this fits more with what you're saying. Right now, I can't go downline in my organization and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm scared. And like, mm-hmm. I'm freaking out here. Like, I can't go downline and do that. I have to be the strong leader. I have to bring certainty. I have to step up for people who need me to step up. Now, there's people in my life that I can have extremely vulnerable, real, honest conversations with mm-hmm. that I should be having those. But I've got to be mindful that. When people are looking at me to lead them, I got to lead. And I think that was your point.
0: You're you're exactly right. Exactly right. And we we talked about this before a couple days ago is that we have to have that safe place where we can be vulnerable, um, but it's got to be a very small circle. Um, yeah. and, and you're exactly right. You can't go downline. You can't go when your employee says, "Well, how are we going to get through this?" You go, "I don't know." Like <laughs> that's not the time to say, "I don't know." But that's the time to say, "We're going to get through this. We're going to adjust. We're yeah. going to change. We're going to do the things that we need to do to survive the storm and, and, and thrive." Um, but having just a couple of people, you know, I really encourage people yesterday to have, you know, maybe two people that you're going to, and having those vulnerable yeah. conversations, um, but not having them on the large scale and breeding more concern and more anxiety because there's already enough of that out there and and again not to diminish the seriousness of this it is very serious and we need to follow yep. what the trusted advisors and experts experts, CDC who um, scientists yeah. that are saying we, we definitely want to um, follow those guidelines um, but putting more of our fears out there there's already a lot of that there's so much of that um, and there yeah. are opportunities that exist and Mark, uh, maybe you've seen some of those opportunities that exist in this time and if you can share uh, what what business opportunities are out there and and again right. or even personal opportunities that are out there right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a more target rich opportunity, rich opportunity time in our history, right? I mean, we've had crises in America, but this is a global crisis. Mm -hmm. And so in the midst of crisis, when the whole world is looking for answers and solutions, we have to step up. And so if, if your business solves a problem, um, You know, I've talked with people that have been hesitant to put things out there because they don't want to seem opportunistic. And I get that. And we have to be very careful to be sensitive to the times in which we're living. And we're not going to price gouge and we're not going to try to make a buck off of someone. But if I can solve a problem that someone else has right now, I have a moral obligation to do that. And as you Mm -hmm. said earlier, the economy has to keep going. Mm -hmm. And if I can help that, if I can serve people, if I can solve problems, if I can add value, if I can help people stay sane in the midst of this, like I have a responsibility to do that. And so, you know, for us, like I mentioned, you know, the whole in the church thing, we've been for two and a half years, basically, we deployed a mastermind model with Zoom video calls into our church and it's radically transformed our churches. We call them edge groups, exponential mm-hmm. discipleship growth and expansion. And we do weekly zoom video calls. We got over hundred people on calls every week. It didn't miss a beat when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And now we're stepping back and saying, man, other churches are scrambling for solutions and we have something that we can give them. So literally we're, we're figuring out what's that look like? How do we do that? How do we do that without seeming opportunism? opportunistic, but just solve a problem and serve churches and, and help people. And so whether it's masterminds and coaching and Mm -hmm. and those kind of things, we just have to look to say, how do we solve problems and serve more people? I mean, one of my life quotes is Zig Ziglar. You Mm -hmm. can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Um, And so I'm just going to keep serving people. I'm going to make a difference. And so I guess that would be an encouragement and just you, we do, we have to say, what do people need? I heard somebody say it on uh, a, uh, Brad sugars, uh, head of action coach. He said on a, pop, a webinar a week or two back, he said, what do I have? Like toilet paper, kind of funny, but like, what do I, what do I have that people need? Yeah. Like, how can I serve? How can I solve a problem? How can I uh, provide what they need? And so, you know, that's one way to think of like, okay, I'm here to serve. What, what do I need to do?
0: Mm-hmm i was talking to uh some some business owners yesterday and i said i said what what skills what now how do you have that people are out there googling to find um oh, Yeah, because oftentimes it's the opportunities or the things that are right under our nose that we take for granted that we know. Um, One of the gals that I work with runs a painting business. So she she teaches people how to paint in a studio. Well, that Mm -hmm. has gone away. So she was scratching her head saying, okay, what does this pivot look like? Um, And we landed on buying a big box of painting supplies, dropping it off in the front door of people, um, and then doing live painting videos. And she's done it. And uh, just a quick share, but uh, she added to it that the she lives in, um, in Northern Canada um, in a really remote area. And there's a lot of, um, as she calls them, elders in her community. And she wrote them all handwritten notes yesterday. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she might be re- watching now. Someone call you out by name, Rachel. Um, she wrote a bunch of handwritten notes to these people and, and slid them under their doors and put her phone number. And she said she got two calls from 90-year-old women that just wanted to say thank you for reaching out because they felt really isolated right now. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I love it. Well done, Rachel. Well done, Rachel. So i um, getting creative in that. I, I, I love that. And Mark, I just want to highlight something you said earlier. If I can solve a problem for someone right now, I have a moral obligation to do it. I have a moral obligation to share it. And there are a lot of people out there that can solve problems, but they're afraid of looking opportunistic right now. Um, mm-hmm. You're not looking opportunistic right now. Intention matters here, guys. We're not talking about price gouging. We're not talking about putting toilet paper out and putting a $100 price tag on it. We're not talking about that stuff. We are talking about, to the point you just made, what do you have that's like toilet paper? What skill set, what product, what service do you have that people need right now? And putting it out there, you need to put it out there. Again, we have to drive the economic engine. There needs to be commerce occurring. There needs to be dollars moving back and forth and there needs to be um, um, currency moving back and forth because that's how we keep our economic engine going. So it's not about um, being opportunistic. It's about providing a service right now that people really need.
1: Yeah. beautiful. if, if you care, if you really genuinely care about people, everything we do right now, our care, our love, our compassion, our empathy should be heightened. And if yeah. that's the place you're coming from, uh, from that kind of purity of heart, people see that. Pe- people know what opportunist, this opportunistic looks like. Mm-hmm. And if you're clear about the heart from which you're coming, you're in the clear. Yeah. And yeah, there'll probably be some haters out there, but you know what?
0: That's it's the internet.
1: That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the world in which we live. Yeah. Well, people that understand your care, concern, empathy compassion, like they're going to receive it in that way. And that's that's your safety. Make sure your heart's right. And that's your safety in serving people and adding value and, and selling. You can sell right now if your heart's right. it. Mm.
0: I, I think that's really good. You kind of just gave people permission for that. You can sell right now. If your heart's in the right place, you can still sell. Um, and yeah. it's not, and again, I'm just going to call it out. I've, I've had a long career in sales. I've, I've been in sales. I've trained lots of sales teams. Um, some people who aren't accustomed to sales, they kind of get a little uncomfortable with the idea of sales. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's providing a product or a service for people that they need right now. That's what yeah. it is. It's not misleading. It, it yep. there are people that do it wrong and, and maybe are lacking some ethics. Sure. There's, they're out there, but that's in any industry in any field, um, but you're providing a product or service that people really need right now. So it's okay to sell. Um, this, is, this is our time to provide a product or service. Think of yourself as in the, um, the problem-solving business and identify the problem you can solve right now and do it on a massive scale. Woo! Yes. <laughs> so, Mark, you've touched on this a little bit, but talk to us about um, how you're showing up for your team. So how how intentional are you? Um, is there a practice that, hey, when I get on, I'm going to always say these things. I'm always going to tell them it's going to be okay that we're here. How do you show up as a leader for your team in this time?
1: Uh, I, I kind of practice this even when there's not a pandemic. I mm-hmm. show up with energy and with mm-hmm. encouragement. Um, and so whether that's my team or whether that's my clients, you know, I'm doing daily videos for my clients and doing nearly daily Facebook lives, put stuff out there, uh, with my team, I'm just being consistent. I'm, I still live in at a place of energy and encouragement so that they know there's a stability in that. If I came into the office or I jump on a Zoom or a call and I'm like, my energy is really low. Like people are going to be like, what's up with that? Like. I'm not perfect, not, not bad at all, but I consistently show up with energy. So if my energy tanked right now and I got a little woe is me, everybody would be flagged and mm-hmm. they would be conserved. And so I have to keep that level of energy consistently and I've got to keep bringing encouragement. And, you know, we already talked earlier about the communication being clear, bringing certainty, being honest about what I don't know. Um, so I'm doing all those things. But for me probably the most important thing is that energy and encouragement it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We got this. And calling them up, like you said, hey, this is not our time to run. I've called my team up and said, hey, this is our opportunity. We're going to put in more, not less. Mm. I mean, but you're working from home, so you're going to get more time, but we're going to put in some serious time. And so that's how I'm showing up.
0: Sure. Sure. Is there any, you've kind of peppered him throughout this, this, uh, this chat, but any resources that you can share, whether it's, um, again, practical resources for business, whether that's software or tools or things like that, or even just personal resources. Like, um, we've heard and I've shared as well, I'm using insight timer for meditation at night, just to kind of close out the day and sort of put any worries or concerns, um, on the table for the, for the night and then come, come kind of refreshed in the morning. What resources can you share right now?
1: Um, zoom and slack. I already said, I, can I emphasize again on slack? The big key about slack guys, it's not just a communication tool. What's because if you're going email and phone calls and zoom calls and text messages, your communication is so spread out. Mm -hmm. So for me and all my teams and all my clients, actually I have on slack group channels too. Like it's all in one place, videos and messages and links and, um, follow up item, like it's all in one place and the power of making your communication in a singular destination is, mm-hmm. I can't overestimate enough. And so yeah. if you've just heard that and let it go, like, wow, ah, we got communication, you should reconsider. Um, as far as on the personal side, like, I mean, journaling is a massive, massive non negotiable. I've journaled for 15 years. I literally create a 60 day journaling challenge course. Because it's the one habit that has changed my life more than anything. And so um, that's been a really big tool for me during this time. And literally, just to capture what's happening right now, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of an important thing. So I think it might be a separate question, but like that morning routine habit is huge for me.
0: Sure. Sure, um, that does lead us into the next question. Thanks for teeing that up, Mark. Um, so talk about your your habits that you're maintaining right now. So we yep. we've um, we've we've touched on ha- habits on uh, other calls, and I've encouraged people that maybe you've had these, um, you know, maybe you have a really strong morning routine that did have ten steps, and this might be the time to apply the Pareto principle of okay, well, what's what's twenty percent that really move the needle? What's what's these what, what's these couple of non-negotiables you have to do in the morning? So can mm-hmm. you talk about the habits that you're still maintaining during this time? And, and again, maybe you applied 80-20 rule and said, okay, well, I used to go to Orange there at 530 and I used to do 45 minutes of this. It's gotten a little shorter because the kids are awake by then, but talk to us about the habits you're maintaining during this time.
1: Uh, the biggest one by far is that morning routine for me. Um, and my kids don't wake up as early. I've got one early riser. So, like, I'm still up six ish, uh, a little before, a little after. And so, I actually get more time some mornings before the kids wake up than because before they would wake up at six and I had to get up at five to get the, the time I needed. So, um, giving myself a little grace on when I wake up because sometimes the evenings go a little bit longer and whatever works for your, your family, but we allow the evenings mm-hmm. to go a little bit longer so we can ha- have that quality time. My wife and I can have that quality time. Um, So, having that morning routine for me, that means I got to move my body. For me, that means um, affirmations, daily affirmations over my life, visualization. Um, There is, I mean, creating a compelling future and looking into that for me right now. I've got to look into the future. Who do I need to be to step into uh, what I'm creating to really be zeroed in? Like, you know, one of the things I've talked about with my clients is like everything changed like whatever 2020 was supposed to be everything has changed but that doesn't mean that some of the outcomes that i'd set mm-hmm. are still there the the revenue and the impact those kind of out, they're still they're just might maybe going to look a little bit different and so i'm keeping mm-hmm. those things top of mind every single day um, and including that gratitude and then my morning routine always ends with that journaling component and so getting in there that that is the thing that keeps me most sane, I mm-hmm. would say.
0: Can you keeps talk about the bitter. affirmations and the visualization for those who aren't familiar with affirmations or just associate it with Stuart Smalley in the 90s with SNL? Um, talk to us about affirmations. Is, I'm,
1: uh, I'm, I'm, what is it? People okay. love me.
0: Love me. I'm s- smart enough. I'm, I'm smart enough. I'm gosh, good enough.
1: And people love, love me. me. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> oh, so God. affirmations, um, so daily affirmations, finding statements that are, that's, are true about you, or you desire to be true about you, that you say on a daily basis with passion, with energy, with conviction, um, and repeating those things out loud, out of your mouth on a daily basis. Now, firstly, these are not as effective if you haven't done some deeper work to really identify some limiting beliefs because that's stuff going on in our subconscious mind. But I won't go into that. So daily affirmation. So Some people, they have a list of I am statements. I am two of the most powerful words in the English language. I am bold. I am courageous. Uh, What is yours about your your brain, your billion-dollar brain? What is that one?
0: Um... Wow. On the spot. I apparently can't remember it. And I say it all the time. My brain is worth millions. My brain is worth millions.
1: There you go. My brain is worth millions. So some people have like just a, a short list or a list of five to 10 things of I am statements, just a uh, top of mind. I don't care if you look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm courageous and I'm bold and I'm a leader. Uh, me, I'm a little bit wordier. And so like I've got literally when I go through my whole process and I have some uh, Bible scriptures in there and some declarations about income, a lot of thinking, thinking grow rich is a great resource. Mm-hmm. If you, this is new to you, it talks about the power of setting that intention. Um, but literally it takes me about eight minutes to go through my whole process. I don't recommend that. Uh, and it's lengthy and there's more prayers and different things in there. Right. Yeah. But you can do it in two minutes in a day. And here's what I would encourage you. Number one, target whatever area. So whatever area you're not getting the results you want, target that area. So if your family life right now is a little upside down and you want to say, I bring peace and joy to my home. Mm. I am calm in my, I respond. I don't react. I bring my best energy to my family. Mm. That's one actually to be, I added just the last two weeks, my coach was, he gave me that gift. And now I'm affirming, I bring my best energy to my family. Mm. Right? So these statements. So, target if it's your family, if it's your business. Of, I am resourceful. I am powerful. I am solving problems that nobody else is. I'm, I'm serving my clients, and I'm over delivering every way with my clients. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you could be your health. It could be your finances. It could be your business. Um, it could be the impact that you're having in the world. And so, target areas, and you just could have a couple statements or a paragraph, and then declare it. Get yourself in state. Like get get yourself in a energized state. Yeah. Get yourself speaking it loud with out loud with energy and consistently. If you do it for a week, it's not it's going to make you feel good like in the moment, but it'll have zero long term effects to rewire your subconscious brain. And that's for me to final say. Uh, affirmations are the one of the greatest tools to rewire your subconscious because ninety five percent of what we do on a daily basis is unconscious, and it's the greatest way I've learned over the last five years to rewire. And now things that used to be foreign to me are natural instinct because I rewired my brain through affirmations.
0: Absolutely. Well, well said and great description of affirmations. And one thing I'll add to that is that if you're not familiar with affirmations, you already have them. They just might be negative. And that's really, really important. And so I'll give you an example of what that might look like. Um, People will say things like, well, I'm not good with people. Or maybe I I don't show up on video well, which is why I don't want to get on the Zoom calls with my company. There are affirmations you're already saying now, and the majority of them, if unchecked, will be negative. Um, it can, it, it sounds like doubts and fears, you know, I, I'm an introvert, so I'm not good with X, Y, Z. There's a whole lot of things that are being said, or I'm afraid of what's going to happen next. And what if this, and what are that? Those are all stories you're telling yourself. What Mark's talking about is just telling yourself a different story because, um, there's power in that. And we show up differently. If I say, if I say I bring my best self to my family, which let's be real for a second, we're not all bringing our best selves to our family right now. We're in a very different circumstance right now. Um, And uh, telling ourselves that we bring our best selves to our family, that um, I I bring peace and joy to my family right now. That's a lot different than I'm going to, kill my kids right now, which a lot of people are saying right now. Yeah. I bleeped myself, Ben, so you don't have to bleep me. Um, I edited myself, but a lot of people are saying that right now. And I yeah. it. it's so stressful, but you're going to show up differently yeah. if, you're, if you're constantly telling yourself, I'm about to kill me some kids. You act yeah. different versus I have unlimited patience and joy yeah. for my children. That, that's different, right? Or, or if you're telling yourself that you're afraid And you're not sure how to show up for your team. If you instead flip that, flip that script and you talk about, I'm a courageous leader. I bring comfort and certainty to my Mm -hmm. team. Imagine if before you get on a call with your team, you tell yourself that. And to Mark's point, you get in state. What does in state mean? Um, We talked about it yesterday. Moving your body, getting pumped up. Don't sit in your chair with your shoulders all slumped over and being small before you have that conversation. You will show up differently as a leader. So stand up, move your bodies, put your arms out, get in your Wonder Woman pose. There's lots of evidence to support Wonder Woman pose. Actually does work. If you're Superman, come on. Superman, that's fine. That's fine. There's a Wonder, Mo- Wonder Woman, Superman. There's no judgment here, my friends. Whatever works for you, but get into a position of power, a position of strength. And before you talk to your team, tell yourself whether out loud or in your mind, out loud works even better, that you are a courageous leader, that you show up and you provide comfort and certainty to your team right now and you will show up different. So um, I too am a huge fan of affirmations. If you only get
1: one thing out of this call, you all should start affirming I'm a courageous leader. That's Mm. gold. It'll change how you navigate this pandemic and how you impact the people around you. Beautiful. Courageous leader that 's good
0: that 's good that 's exactly it, yeah, I love that and what you you talked on visualization real quick, so those that don 't know visualization um, i 'd mm-hmm. like you expand on that but but really um, getting people 's mind again whether that 's your team or your family, help them visualize um, what this looks like afterwards because we 're so in this moment um, I, I mentioned yesterday. Guys, this is a chapter in our book. This is not our whole book. And so you can use tools like visualization to imagine, to visualize what the next chapters look like because we're so, we we keep looking at this through this little pinhole. But if we can just pan out and see this, um, pan out, pandemic. Anyways, the just. I don't know. That was funny for me. Um, but if we can actually pan out a little bit and see this as a as a bigger picture and see all the other chapters in the book, this is so powerful. So, can you talk really quick on how you're using visualization either for yourself for your team?
1: I got pan out to avoid the pandemic panic.
0: Oh. You, you heard it first on Pivot Me Live. You heard, you heard, it heard here. you
1: got to pan Man. out. you got to see further to so oh, the pandemic mindset. Um, that's totally April. Okay, so visualization for me, two things I'll just hit, and I'll try to be shorter on this one. Um, one is I am visualizing the person I need to be to step into the compelling future. Mm-hmm. So doing the work of keeping yourself in peak state, uh, adjusting your, I think I heard Frank mention this yesterday, your your focus, your physiology, your language, like that's what is going to determine the meaning that you bring to things and keep you in peak state. Uh, but I've heard Tony Robbins teach this real well. That's work. Like to show up with peak state, that's work to like manage my focus and my language and my physiology, what April was talking about. That takes work. And so what enables me to do that work, even when it's not easy, is I have a compelling future mm. that and so when i'm visualizing i'm visualizing that compelling future and who i need to be to step into that who do i need to be to serve the millions that i'm called to serve who do i need to be to create the kind of family that i need to uh, that i want to create to travel the world together to create the the influence and impact that i'm called to create so that compelling future of who i need to be and then literally like there's certain anchor things that i visualize that are kind of triggers for me that I, I'm going to step into that. So I'll just tell you one for me, when I visualize, I have a list of about five things that I have, when I go to the visualization component, I grab hold of one of those and I take myself into there. One of them standing on a big stage, speaking to tens of thousands of people, right? Another one, the one I do most often is my home that I'm going to live in. Mm. And that home is symbolic of if I'm living in this home, it's beautiful by the way, like, Ah, oh, so beautiful. Um, if I'm living in this home that's down the long driveway with trees on both sides and in the woods, like if I'm living in that home, that means that I have stepped into my responsibility to serve people at a higher level. So yeah. literally, I imagine myself going down the driveway and I imagine myself in the living room and I imagine the view out the big windows of mid-century modern house. And like, but that's a, a symbolic for me of the future I'm going to create and the impact that I'm going to have on more people. Because I believe... The, the more money I make, the more people I can help. And so I visualize that future. So those are two big things. But like, put yourself in that environment, imagine it, taste it, smell it, uh, look around, feel the emotions of that. Um, and that's the power of visualization.
0: And I love that you, you gave the example of the house, too, Mark, because it's okay to be imagining the house you're going to have even in times like this. So sometimes people are like, oh, I got to be focused on this. I got to be focused on that. Um, It's okay to be focused on the next chapter too. There's something else, Mark, that you said that I really want to highlight where, so you said I had this plan of where I was going and some people feel like, oh, that's all been thrown out the window. And you said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but the steps may look different, but the outcome can still be the same. Yeah. So whatever, whatever was on your vision board, you can still have those things. If you do vision boards, whatever was on your, um, your forecast for your business, you can still have those things. Just yeah. the, the milestones in between may have changed. Maybe, yeah. maybe timelines have been stretched a little bit, but mm-hmm. whatever you forecasted for your business, whatever you forecasted for your life, you can still have those things. Yeah. Just the how may have changed. The steps may have changed. Yeah. The timelines may have changed. But don't let go of that. Don't go, oh, we're all, we're all headed somewhere in a handbasket. Going to hell in a handbasket
1: now. We don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. I'll just spend all my money since we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And can I also add like all this visualization and speaking into the future, like I gratitude is also a big part of my morning routine of like I'm grateful for the home I have, for mm-hmm. the car that I have, for the family that I have. But I'm so grateful that I know I can become a better person to step into a more compelling future. Yeah. And so I got to be grateful, but I'm not going to be satisfied necessarily. I'm not yeah. going to be stagnant, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be content and grateful, but not satisfied and stagnant.
0: No, that's that's great. That's great. So a couple of a uh, couple of quick questions just in closing, Mark. What words of advice, um, what would you like to say to to business leaders or just people in general that are listening right now? Um, what, what would you like to tell them? How would you encourage them?
1: Um, I would, maybe twofold. You have the power to choose. Not diminishing the circumstances, but no matter what happens, what sets us apart from the animals is, we have the power to choose, therefore, we have the power to change. So, mm-hmm. one of my big mantras literally, here you go take back your power. All right. And so you got to take it back. And so, do not lay down, do not roll over. This is the time for you to rise up and step into your greatness. Like most of you, business owners, entrepreneurs, growth minded people, you've been doing a lot of work, you've been doing a lot of a lot of development you've been intentional like all that work you've been doing you've been preparing for right now like this is your time this is your moment take back your power and step up because people need you to step up and so don't be the person that's waiting for somebody else don't be the late adopter change make decisions move be agile um because now's your time. This is your moment to shine. This is your moment to execute at a level you've never executed before. This is the moment to expand your capacity and do more than you ever thought you could do at one time. Um, step into this. And if, if you look for opportunities um, and you stay in that powerful position, like, like there's no reason you can't be in an exponentially different place even four months from now, but 12 months from now, um, you can create the life that you're destined to live into and impact people and serve people and solve problems.
0: Absolutely. Oh, that's well said, Mark. Well said, Mark. And it's interesting. Um, I, I want to close, but there's something I've got to say is um, when I said how you're showing up in a le- as a leader and you said, I don't know that it's much different than how I usually show up as a leader. And as someone who has worked closely with Mark um, in business and we know each other well, um, I can I can definitely back that statement up that Mark is showing up exactly how he always shows up with encouragement, with energy, um, with uh, giving people comfort and certainty in times like this. So um, Mark is exactly the same to Day as he was two weeks ago, as he was two years ago. Woo!
1: <laughs> and, no, it means the world to me, you know. And I, I mean, I can say the exact same thing back to you, April. Like doing these Facebook lives, like it's it's a pivot, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's what you do. It's a pivot, but it's just you being you. It's you saying, "How do I serve people? How do I add more value? Uh, how can I use what I have, the resources I have, to help serve other people?" Right now, and so. Um, and that's the thing, you know, one of the biggest things that I've leaned into during this time, and I was on a call with my coach this week and he says, Mark, most people don't have the layers that you and I have in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for the layers of habits and the layers of relationship, especially because the mass. I'm in a mastermind. I'm smoking what I'm selling here. Been in a mastermind for years, and they are a lifeline to me. I've been in coaching for years, and so like I'm leaning into those layers. And you know, I just see you, You're one of those layers in my life, and I'm extremely grateful for you. And I'm I celebrate the impact that you have on the world and your heart to make a difference and. Uh, I'm just grateful for, for the opportunity to do this. So thank, thank you. Thank you,
0: thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. And you've added so much to us today. You've um, shared resources, shared your energy and your enthusiasm, um, which uh, is, is one of your biggest gifts to all of us. Um, how do we, how do we connect with you, Mark? And how do we support you and your business during this time?
1: Yeah, so my website is tcoaches. T is in transformation. So tcoaches.com. You can connect there. Um, Probably even better than that is via social media. So uh, Facebook, I'm just Mark T Keen. Mark T. Keene. I have a business page, but I'm more active on the personal page. So I'm um, doing Facebook Lives and serving people as much as I can. And if there's a way that I can support you as far as entrepreneurs, coaching, mastermind, um, just send me a direct message. Obviously, I'm you're watching this on Facebook Live or Instagram. So just send me a direct message, happy to serve, add value, add perspective any way I can. And so um, it's what I live for. That's why I'm here.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again, Mark. This has been awesome. Go out there and we know you will continue to give your greatness to the world. Um, in you. your words, Let's go out there and be intentional about what we're putting in this world, intentional about how we're showing up, um, just as Mark showed up today, just as Mark demonstrated in his leadership style. Be very, very aware of how we're showing up. and, and, And to your earlier point, if we do nothing else, think about being a courageous leader before the conversations that you have. Demonstrate courage in this time. Courage and leadership. That's what we really, really need. And let's actually bake in a little empathy too, because people are people are navigating this differently. Um, and when we see someone navigate it differently, that's not the time for blame or judgment guys. That's the time to meet them where they are, because sometimes people are reaching for what's most comfortable for them. And you're going, how are you navigating it this way? It's because, uh, we're all managing it differently and maybe they're going to a place that's comfort. So courage, leadership, and a whole lot of empathy right now. So good. All right. Thanks guys.